0: God states very clearly that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your
1: side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn.
0: You are not wrong. They have us about everything, the border, the elections.
2: remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset.
0: Who's got the teaching aid? He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oatman. Well. Hey, wel- welcome. I heard you guys had a really good podcast this morning. It went really well. I'm sorry I couldn't be with you guys, but uh, we had a lot of stuff going on in Colorado. I think we're going to get uh, Peter Lapua on. Um, he is running for office in Colorado. For those of you that don't know, they are looking to do a hand recount in the state of Colorado and been felt with, or have been pushed back with fierce resistance from Secretary of State Jenna Griswold and her band of... Of uh, defrauders. Now th- these defrauders are not just on the left they're on the right too and they use the same words they create the same sort of lingo they repeat those words over and over again. I happen to have a, a nice little disagreement with uh, Eli Bremer uh, in Colorado over the last couple days um, where he said there's nothing to see here and that it, I, I should I should actually read it to you <laughs> this guy ran for the Senate right With The popularity, and this is, is, by the way, it's happened all over the country, but here in Colorado, this guy, Eli Bremer, I can't believe I'm even spending a minute on this clown, but this piece of trash says, I went to school 25 years ago, and we were taught about statistics and sampling, and then he wrote this entire thing with a post that says, they don't understand math. And that the experts aren't really experts when it comes to the stealing of elections inside the machines, dominion voting systems, and others. And then and then and then he, he said that the reason why votes were reported in the way that they were reported was because of random sampling and that things were reported in bulk. And that when you report things in bulk, and they have the same characteristics across the entire state. Now keep in mind If you go through and look at votes reported in precincts, excuse me, in counties, the same pattern exists in the counties as well. Oh, except for the one that flipped. And this is in the primary. And so I eviscerated Mr. Bremer, and he told me that he watched my podcast and that he's going to break it down and... He's going to break it down for me, and I'm going to pay for it in September. Which I don't even know what's happening in September. But something's going to happen in September, and I'm going to pay for it, I guess. This is why, by the way, idiots are in office. This is by, because we promote them. Now, this Eli Bremer guy ran for Senate, and um, he was so popular that he didn't even make it to the primary ballot. That's how popular Eli Bremer, uh, who hangs out with Chuck Borman and Wayne w- Wayne... Uh, Williams and all the people who Wayne Williams, who was the Secretary of State that brought Dominion to Colorado to begin with, he they they all hang out together in what what I call the little Mean Girls Club. But we have so much information that points to the fraud, and in the primary they did so much to show their hand in the fraud that now we're faced with. Do we have do we have Peter on right now? Okay, we don't have him on. So let's just dive into it. If we're not going to have him on, let's just dive into it. Today we're talking about the same thing we keep talking about because that's why things are falling apart all over the, all over the world. Ugh. Evil agenda fully exposed itself. One in three Americans believes arms may be needed. How many of you believe that arms may be needed? I want you to be careful how you answer that. Not because the FBI are listening or the CIA is listening, but I want to simplify things for you a little bit. Number one, who are you going to shoot? I mean, it's a natural reaction when people try to steal from you at such a rate. It's like breaking into your house and raping your wife and taking your children and putting them into sex slavery. That's, that's the equivalent of what's happened in our country. That's the equivalent of what we're dealing with right now. And as you look at, as you look at these things... That they're putting in front of us, it's hard to it's hard to look at and go, you know what? Let's just go take all those guys out. But see, those people are not the ones that are actually making the rules. Those are not the ones that that are are the ones creating all the problems. Those are the ones that are doing the bidding of those people. So I, I want you to be really careful. Uh, we have Todd Watkins on the phone. Let's talk about. Uh, let's, let me say this first. I want you to be really careful what you say you're willing to do. I'm I'm willing to go to arms, hundred percent. You know I will fight a our adversary and our our enemy to the people, foreign or domestic. But I don't think we have to. And I think saying those things that that we want to we want to go to one in three people say want to go to arms. If if you really want to go to arms, then we got to get rid of the division. Because I promise you that the. Republicans and Democrats are, are both being left behind. Independents, bo- they're all being left behind. The only ones that aren't being left behind are the ones that are doing damage to our society, that are destroying what we what we have in our country. We have we have uh, Todd on the phone. Let's go to bring Todd in. He'll give us an update on what's happening with the recount efforts in Colorado. Todd, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, Joe. Thanks, man. Um, so we're. Um, there's an echo. Should I call back it's, in? It's
0: just on your side, so just ignore the echo or turn down the volume so you can't hear it. <laughs> okay, let me see what I can do.
2: All right, so we uh, we had a, a rally fundraiser last night. It was wildly successful, and, and thanks for uh, for broadcasting that, Joe, you, yeah. and Apollo, and Frank's speech also. So we uh, there should be eight... Formal challenges to the election in El Paso County, Colorado, by the end of the day, uh, actually within probably within the next half hour, I, I submitted my paperwork. Another candidate was with me, uh, Carl Dent, running for House District 21. Uh, we dropped the papers at the clerk's office about, I don't know, an hour and a half ago. And uh, six more will have done the same by the close of business in Colorado. So what we're asking for is a hand recount. Uh, we have no reason to expect that the uh, the you know Rhino Republican clerk, who is the presumptive nominee for Republican uh, treasurer for the for the county, is going to give us a hand count right away. But, but we got to you you got to ask. He'll deny it. I'm sure he'll he'll offer a machine recount. We're not going to go for that. So we'll uh, we'll file an injunction in in court asking for uh, a hand count and it will will play this all the way to to the end to the to supreme court if, if need be and uh, to get this done this this is the sort of thing that would have um it has repercussions far beyond el, el paso county colorado if, if we can get this done so uh, so this you, this hand count uh, i know you've talked to all uh, say, say yeah. again joe
0: yeah. So this hand count, does it involve auditing paper? And are you guys in the process right now of doing canvassing? What What is the process that you're walking through right now in order to validate this stuff?
2: So we got the canvassing report from the, uh, you know, from the election judges. And uh, the SISA report from uh, DHS is, is kind of huge, pointing out all of the uh, problems with the uh, Dominion systems. Um, furthermore, the, these these uh, systems here in Dominion haven't even been certified, not even by the the state and county standards. So, I think we've got a good case to go uh, ask for a hand count, in that the original tabulations uh, method of you know, through the machine is not trustworthy. So yeah, we're going to ask for the paper. I mean, they're not going to let us just walk in and, and look at the paper. We're going to have to get a judge to order it.
0: Okay. So you're going to get a judge to look at it. You're going to do a recount. That's going to show something completely different in El Paso County. They're going to do everything they can to basically stuff uh, illegal ballots in there. Are you guys doing canvassing as a part of this process? Is that the is that at least on the table? So you can make sure that you validate who voted for who. Uh,
2: we can. We we the uh, the actual. Uh, not the cast vote records, but the records of uh, votes that were cast, we have that that's available on the county website. So we can go, we can go through that and look at everybody who voted and uh, whether they voted Republican or Democrat. It doesn't say who they voted for, but it says which, you know, which ticket. So that's definitely something to consider to, to do that, to get a, a sense of, uh, you know, whether or not it's, it's reflected in the paper.
0: Okay, so so let me let me ask you a question about your race in particular. You're running for sheriff in El Paso mm-hmm. County. It's one of the largest counties in Colorado. It definitely is the long yeah. l- largest conservative front in Colorado, Republican Party uh, at all in Colorado. Um, you had some funny business that happened in your race, specifically on the person that actually won the nomination. <laughs>
2: yeah, and not not really. Uh, a little bit different flavor than election integrity uh, as far as, you know, the funny business with the with the elections and the conduct of the elections. But the uh, the presumptive nominee for the Republican ticket is uh, the undersheriff. He's the actual sitting undersheriff, so the number two of the sheriff's office. He uh, is on video from February 20th offering bribes to uh, people at a gun range for discounts on their uh, their range fees to sign is in exchange for signing his petition that's clearly a violation of Colorado uh, Colorado law uh, we have the statutes I, I, I believe it's 1-13-401 um, and it's it's a misdemeanor it's, a, it's an actual crime he uh, made a public statement attesting to the fact that yeah it happened but I didn't know any better and at any rate it, uh, those there, there were only forty three. Uh, valid signatures that day, so it wouldn't have affected my, uh, my standing on the, uh, in the petition with, to, to get on the ballot. Um, a couple things to note here. One, of course, ignorance of the law is no, not an excuse for breaking the law. Uh, number two, you know, 25-plus year cop, you should know that offering a thing of value in exchange for some sort of official action, that's just unethical, and it's a should be a violation of your code of conduct. It actually is. It's a violation of the El Paso County Sheriff's Code of Conduct. Um, you should know better than to do that. It's it's wrong, ethically wrong, for a law enforcement officer to do such a thing. And uh, forty three signatures. You just admitted to forty three counts of bribery. And the the sufficiency of the petition was never at, at 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 question here. It's the fact of it's the act, the criminal act of bribery. Not the fact that well that means your your petition is is not sufficient because those signatures don't count well actually your whole campaign shouldn't count now he should do the right thing and step away he should step down I don't know how you manage a uh, a law enforcement organization and maintain good order and discipline uh, with that hanging over your head the D, the DA um, they, they had to they kicked it from the uh, El Paso County <laughs> District down to Pueblo because of conflict of interest and that DA uh, ignored witnesses who came forward to say that it was actually uh, the sheriff himself who offered the bribe to them personally and uh, said he, he did it he did to James Comey yeah you did it but uh, it's just not really all that bad so we're going to let this slide and he issued him a letter of warning basically a letter of reprimand never heard of that in 24 years of service to this country, law enforcement never heard of a DA issuing a, a letter of warning, a reprimand. they there's not even in his chain of command. And uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, in what world do we live in now that prosecutors offer a form of, uh, of punishment? Okay. Never went to a court. So, Never so, went to a court.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I think... I think they have they have the authority to do that. I think whether or not it's it's ethical is the thing that becomes of question.
2: Well, to issue a warning to a criminal suspect, no. That that you you took you took that process that judicial process out of the court. I've heard, you can issue. I've seen uh, orders of cease and desist coming from you know attorneys' offices, prosecutor's office, basically warning somebody that hey, what you're doing is wrong, and if you don't stop, you could face criminal sanctions he was under investigation this was an investigation brought to him for to bring to bring criminal charges he had two right. avenues here either dismiss the case or prosecute the case he chose to, to to dismiss the case and then issue a reprimand saying you're reprehensible that's the words he used you are reprehensible that should have come from the sheriff <laughs> sheriff bill elder should be the one issuing that type of uh, of a uh, of a reprimand of an admonishment Okay, so. But never mind the fact that there was probable cause that, that this, uh, this prosecutor ignored. And he also said that there was no, that this was a, this was a case of first impression, meaning there was no uh, precedent here. He didn't know this, this, uh, this type of case had never been brought before. That's not true. In 2008, a guy was arrested, uh, charged, and jailed in Denver for, for uh, passing out three sunglasses to sign a petition.
0: All right. So there there is a precedent. Uh, you know, the, the the thing that wears me out, I think it wears everybody out, is just the process that we have to go through just to get to the point where we we can hold lawlessness ac- accountable. Now we have eight right. petitions total that are going to be put in, in Colorado. And, um, you know, I, I hope to get an update from you. But, uh, you know, at, at this point, I'll, I want to hear. I want to hear from all the candidates probably in the next week or so. I want to see what happens on these hand recounts. Um, and, you know, I think that this is just another nail in the coffin. Not even, uh, re- you know, unrelated, in Michigan, the primary is not till this week, and they went ahead and printed the results last week, and nobody's voted yet. I don't know if you heard about that. Really a fun thing.
2: Yeah, about the uh, news station in Michigan yeah. <laughs> published the uh, results of the primary yeah. prophetically.
0: Yeah. Well, Todd, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. We'll have you back on again. I know that there's going to be some others who are going to try and call in that are dropping letters off as well. Um, I hope that you are going to be the front-runner for the Republicans, for the sheriff of El Paso County. They desperately need you. And, um, you know, again, all we want is free and fair elections, and that's what they're not giving the American people. Thanks for coming on.
2: Exactly. Thanks, Jeff.
0: All right. God bless you. We, we've got a ton of stuff to talk about Related to this kind of meltdown that's happening all over the country. um, This one is going to throw you for a loop, though. Now, all the things that we've dealt with, out of all the things that we've dealt with, all of it, food shortages, inflation, open borders, gas prices hitting, energy prices hitting, all-time highs... The destruction of the lower class of our society: thirty-nine percent drop on average on the stock market. I'm seeing your 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 hard-earned money for for decades fall into a place where you, you just have to you have to deal with it. Well, they eat caviar and ice cream and and get told secrets about what stock to buy next. Nancy Pelosi and the rest of them, and and self-deal and put bills across that give entitlements to companies and make money on it while you're suffering. All, all of that, nothing compares. Nothing compares. Not, none of that compares to the alignment with the devil himself. Mr. Producer, put up B1. This was a New York Times. I, You can't make this stuff up. This was a New York Times op-ed, and it says, A Taste for cannibalism. A spat of recent stomach-churning books, TV shows, and films suggest we've never looked so delicious to one another. As you go on to this, it says an image came from Chelsea Summers, a boyfriend accidentally on purpose hit by a car. Some quick work on a corkscrew and his liver served Tuscan-style on toast. That figment of her twisted imagination is what prompted Miss Summers to write her novel, A Certain Hunger, about a restaurant critic with a taste for male human flesh. It turns out cannibalism has a time and a place. In the pages of some recent stomach-churning books and on television and film screens, Ms. Summers and others suggest that this time is now. This is Yellow Jackets, a Showtime series about a high school woman's soccer team stranded in the woods for a few months, Too Many, which premiered in November. The film Fresh, released on Hulu in March, involves an underground human meat trade for the rich. Lapvana uh, is, a, is a novel published in June, portrays camelism in a medieval village overcome by plague and drought. Augustina Basterica, book Tender in the Flesh, released in England in 2020 and in Spanish in 2017, images a future society that farms humans like cattle. Also, out in 2017, Raw, a film by director and screenwriter Julia DeCornia, tells the story of vegetari- vegetarian veterinary students who taste for meat escalates after consuming raw offal. Still to come is Bones and All, starring Timothy Chamelet, and a movie about a young love that becomes a lust for human consumption, expected to be released later this year or early next. A fascination with candles is perhaps not surprising, can toe a fine line. When fact checkers came calling about uh, frenzied scenes in which the book uh, anti heroine prepares her murdered lovers with grotesque uh, Epicurean flourishes flourish, their queries about the Intricacies of human botry left Miss Summers so disturbed that she went full raw vegan for two weeks. The creator was horrified by her own monster. But as you go on and read this, they're actually talking about whether or not we should be moving towards cannibalism. Cannibalism. Cannibalism—the unthinkable. As to what may have fueled the desire for cannibalism stories today, Miss Lyle, the Lollow Jackets co-creator, said, I think that we're obviously in a strange moment. She lists the pandemic, climate change, school shootings, and years of political cacophony um, as possible factors. Cacophony. I feel like the unthinkable has become the thinkable, Ms. Lyle said, and cannibalism is very much squarely in that category of the unthinkable. Y- you know, I don't, I don't even know what to think about this. The devil himself is literally walking amongst our society and people think it's normal. Afraid to say anything. Afraid to do anything. I, I think the outrage is there. I think many people feel the outrage. They just don't want to publicly admit it. So when they get home and they're talking to their loved ones, they're talking about this outrage. But they're afraid to let that outrage reach the tip of their tongue when they're out talking in society. Afraid that they'll be shunned or pushed aside or seen as abnormal in an abnormal world. But now they're printing, they're using up space in the New York Times to talk about the acceptance of cannibalism. And what did you expect to come out of Hollywood? Did you expect something to come out of Hollywood that had moral or ethical standards, that they they operated on a plateau of of some sort of sensibility? I don't think so. What we're facing now is they're trying to normalize what should be abnormal. Does that make, does, does that sound, I think that sounds familiar. The grooming of children. Grooming. They are grooming children. They are grooming children in elementary school to talk to them about the sexuality and the changing of their gender, their sexual preferences. They're giving them choices. Not normalization, but hey, choose whatever you want. Now, the underlying goal of that, we've all known what it is. It's a sick perversion for the sick and perverted. They want to be able to come in and use them as their, their subjects. That's one. The other one of which is procreation. If they can stymie procreation, they can take us from 8 billion people to 3 billion or 2 billion or 1 billion. Or like they've actually published 500 million by the year 2027. It's right around the corner. And they're doing stuff in, in, in kind of waves. You heard Dr. Birx come out and say that she hid stuff from the American people on purpose and wanted to make sure that she boiled the frog very slowly. And now here we are talking about cannibalism. Dr. Fauci was asked, and and he he was asked a a series of questions. And this just shows you kind of the sick road that these pieces of trash are taking us down. And if you think that anything about what they're doing is normal, I don't know what to say to you. I will tell you this. In the last two weeks, in the last week, I've asked a dozen leftists to debate me publicly. Publicly come on this show. I will be absolutely respectful of you. I will listen to you. I will let you tell us your side of things. And then we will, we will put that against, we will, we will measure that against the sensibilities of our society, of a normal society. Of the dozen or so people that I've talked to, not one would actually come on the show. Actually, didn't, not one of them wanted to have the debate. They just wanted to say that they're wrong. I even asked a leftist that is wrapped in right, Eli Bremer and his little boy, he's got this little boy, kid that follows him around, that let's have a conversation about it. Here's some questions that I have for you. Answer the questions. Now, they want to say that I'm a snake oil salesman and I do all this stuff and that you are stupid, that you don't have a brain in your head and that what I'm doing is wrong by telling you to question the things that they put in front of you. And I ask them simply, just go back to the question. Can you go back to the question? Let me ask you how you came to this conclusion. Show your work. Oh, I can't show your work. I need to yell about the fact that I can't believe that you would take people down this path. And I'm like, you're nothing but a liar. You're a fraud. You're walking around calling everybody else names because that's what you are. You're a leftist. So you can't get them to come to a point where they'll actually have a a discussion. And there's no no clear example of that than when Jim Jordan is having a conversation about the Second Amendment. And he goes, wait a minute. So you can't do this, 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 and this. But this is supposed to be sensible. None of these laws are going to stop anyone from being a maniac. And here's why. Again, show your work. And then instead of responding, they throw out more rhetoric. They say things, which is the quiet part out loud, that Americans are not smart enough to actually govern their own affairs. That's really what they're saying, is that you're stupid. You're ignorant. You're a slave. The same things that they're doing to you today are the same things they did to black people coming from Africa. There's no difference. There's, there's no racial divide on slavery in this nation. None. There's no racial divide. When they're talking about cannibalism and what they can do to you and forced vaccinations while telling you that my body, my choice. When they're doing things that are so diabolically opposed and in between it is only a veil of evil that is so... Easy to see. So thick that it's actually visible. And yet here we are. But let's get to Fauci. Let's talk about Fauci for a minute. There's an article published, we don't need to put it up, Mr. Producer, in the Gateway Pundit. and Dr. Fauci regrets not pushing for more stringent COVID restrictions. It says Americans should wear masks to schools and places of work. On Monday, he said that more stringent restrictions during the appearance on the hills rising with uh, Robbie and Batya, I don't even know, Sargon. We know now, two and a half years later, that anywhere from 50 to 60% of the transmission occurred from someone without symptoms. Either someone w- who will never get symptoms or someone who is in the pre-symptomatic stage. Had we known it then the insidious nature of spread in the community would have been much more of an alarm there would have been much more, more stringent restrictions in the sense of very, very encouraging people to wear masks, physically distance, or what have you. This piece of trash killed over a million people in this country. Dr. Fauci is on one side, and Hitler is on the other side, and both of them must be blood brothers. And the radical left? No, they're the Gestapo. They're the brown shirts. They're the Nazis. If there was a Nuremberg trial today, if the people get to the point, which I believe that they're getting to, they get to the point where they've had enough and we, we off-put this lack of leadership that we see today at every level, including police forces and chiefs that says they're doing the biddings of people above them and somehow they're just doing their jobs because they want to just retire because it's all about them not protecting their community. A vast majority of police officers are doing what their, their people, their bosses are saying but it's it's like a clown world they recognize it the politics have played a part in everything related to how we look at society with Dr Fauci he he kept going L- let's let's Dr Fauci let's put this uh clown up here will you play A3
1: what is your view of ongoing uh, restrictions? Do you still think um, they're necessary? Would you still recommend those types of things—masks, you know, some social distancing, some shutdowns—given that you know we're going to be facing this th- this disease at this level of contagiousness for some time?
3: Well, for this level of contagiousness, but not necessarily for this level of viral dynamics and circulation. And that's the thing that you've really have to make sure you distinguish when you're when you're describing it for example the cdc has on their website a map of the country with different color codes green yellow orange and red and when you are in a zone or a, or a or a county a state or a city that has a very high level of dynamic of viral circulation the cdc would recommend strongly that you wear a mask in a congregate indoor setting. And that would include schools, places of work, uh, anything that brings people together in a closed uh, environment. That is good public health practice. The CDC does not mandate anything. What they do is they make recommendations because at the local level, you may have a very different situation in one region of the country or one county or one city or one state, very different from another region, city, or state. And that's the reason why the CDC serves as an analysis of the on-the-ground situation. Serves as an analysis. The reason why i want to bring that
0: up is because they use the CDC as the guidelines in order to force people back into their homes. At the same time, he's talking out of one side of his mouth to enrage Americans, Other Americans are being fed a totally different story through the radical left media. People like Twitter and Facebook and everyone are getting involved in the conversation and they're controlling the narrative of who gets to see what amount of information. Don't believe me? Okay, so here's what we did. We built 10 people. We made them up. We built 10 devices. We put those devices in multiple people's environment. Phones, laptops, we put them in cars, we did this blind study. I really wanted to see whether or not this was possible. So I I enrolled people in this program, and I was like, listen, all I want you to do is I want you to go read certain amounts of content, and I want you to make posts on left-wing environments. I want you to tell people that Trump is bad, this is terrible, I can't believe these... I want you to to do that for me. You have to do this a minimum of four times a day. I need you to spend 14 minutes online a day. Set up Facebook accounts. We put those devices in people's vehicles. We set Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts, and we set up all these accounts. And we sent them out there. Now, the reason why we made a mobile is because if I did a clean room environment, use the VPN or something like that, it wouldn't it wouldn't have the ability to collect all this data. Again, data is something that you have to have a control against. I have a control. I can get on Facebook and I can look at the stories that come across my feed. I can get an indication of what that's gonna tell me. I can look at the, the ads that are created. I can look at the other programs that we have. I can look at how I engage on that particular device. But you have to have controls. So I sent people in multiple different directions. Sometimes different states. And I was like, tell me what you see. Take screenshots of what you see. I need to write this down. Here's what we found. The information that they were being fed was utter bullshit. It's garbage. They, they Stories that came across their feed. Ready? They were told back in 2021 was that President Trump had a noose ready to go at the Capitol for Pence. That was a story that came out of a left-wing rag, that there was actually someone that hung a noose at the Capitol for Pence, and that it was authorized by Trump himself. Other articles talk about the efficacy of the vaccines and the fact that people the only people that are dying are the unvaccinated. Now, some of you, if not all of you, would never see those stories. But the people that are so ingrained in this radicalized ideology, that's all they're seeing. They are building an entire group of people where the normality of what they see is absolutely controlled. Do you think I'm kidding? All right, I want everybody to do it. I want you to do it. Car on the cell phone, it has to be, it has to travel. Can never come into your home. It can't touch your internet. Can't touch anything else. It has to be a device that's completely separated. You can go on at a coffee shop if you want. Nothing goes on that device. Other and tell me what you see. I just wanted to see what would happen, but I had to have a control and I had to do multiple people to do this. And guess what? I found out why people are absolutely mani—just just, maniacs. They're, they're crazy. They can't see truth. It's because all they're being fed downstream are all lies. It's like living a make-believe life in the middle of this. You go to work, you come home, and they tell you that, oh, this is, the people over here are bad, people over here are bad, people over here are bad, people over here are bad. Now, here's the scary part. The same thing is being done on the Republican side. Same thing. And guess who's playing that same game? Facebook, Twitter, Google, Instagram, Snapchat, I can roll down the line. And the data that they're being, ch- t- being told is that the America First movement is, is conspiracy theorists. They're doing the same thing to Republicans. Remember what I told you before, the doctrine of the lesser magistrate, we have to get out there, we have to proselyte and talk to people about truth. We talked about about absolute truth, not some BS truth. We have to be able to show people that conspiracy theories are lies. There is no conspiracy theory. It's absolute truth. This is true. This isn't true today and not true tomorrow. It's not partially true. It's not my truth. It's not your truth. It's absolute truth. These people are absolutely stealing everything in our society. So I want to ask you guys a question if you guys saw this. Ashley Babbitt. Do you guys remember Ashley Babbitt? Well, everyone said that, you know, there's nothing to see here, that she broke in and that she was a threat and she got shot. That's what they said. It was in the January 6th hearing. <sighs> well, the Epoch Times is running a new documentary. Ashley Babbitt was murdered under the colour of authority on January 6th, use of Force Expert states. She was a 35-year-old Air Force veteran, a veteran, shot outside the U.S. Capitol speaker's lobby by police. Lieutenant Michael Byrd, on January 6 2021, was murdered under the color of authority. A use of force expert concluded after reviewing video footage of the incident. Just prior to 2.45 p.m. on January six, Babbitt be- began climbing through a w- side window, leading into the Speaker's lobby, and was shot in the left arterial shoulder by Byrd. She was pronounced dead a half hour later. Stan Keffert, who was... Testified in court more than 350 times. An expert witness on policing issues reviewed the shooting in the new Epoch TV documentary, The Real Story of January 6th. Uh, Tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet. Maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your your computer, tablets, phones. You can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, There for you. And and here's the thing. It it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. A disclaimer, if you are using things True social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP, um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to IPvanish.com daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. You don't get to see any of this, by the way. All you get to see is Ray Epps is, should not be yelled at. Ray apps should not be. He should be vindicated. Kefford is a 42-year law enforcement veteran and former director of security for 84 Los Angeles Olympics Summer Olympics. He has testified on topics including excessive force police discipline, officer safety, and crowd control. My conclusion based on what I saw and observed in the video clips, is that Ashley Babbitt was murdered. She was shot and killed under the cover of authority by an officer who violated not only the law but his oath and commitment to arrestable offense, committed an arrestable offense. Keffert said that he saw nothing on the video evidence to indicate Byrd should have felt his life was in danger or that he was at risk of serious harm from a 5-foot, 2-inch, 110-pound San Diego woman wrapped in a Trump flag. In order for lethal force to be authorized, the officer has to be able to articulate that he or she was in fear of losing his life, was about to be killed, or grievously injured. There's nothing I saw in that film that would indicate that was possible or probable from what unfolded. Byrd's attorney, Michael... Uh, Shamal, in a statement of the Epoch Times, called Keffert's conclusion unsupported and erroneous, saying the lieutenant was justified in the use of force. When Ms. Babbitt entered the, through the broken window and entered the inner protected area wearing a backpack and refused the verbal commands of multiple armed federal officers with weapons drawn, the threat she posed was clear, and Lieutenant Byrd, the, as the first officer in the final line of defense, was absolutely justified in his use of force. You know what? When they shot her, they didn't know she had a backpack on. They didn't know she had a backpack on. They didn't know. Look at the videos. Put up the last one with the picture picture of Ashley. Babbitt disputed Shamel's claim that his wife refused verbal commands from Bird or anyone else. He questioned why Bird was wearing a COVID face covering if he hoped to be heard shouting instructions. Witness testimony I've read, police included said so that they heard no warnings. as said, adding that if they thought the situation was serious enough for deadly force, the mask should probably come off your face, completely disregard for human life and not following the use of force continuum. Rules are for thee and not for me. A third of the U.S. population believes that we are gonna to have to have a call to arms in order to solve the problem with the tyranny that faces our nation. You know, I think that my fear is, is those, that third is going to, is going to act. They're gonna to get together and they're gonna act. And then they're gonna create that as a reason why they can destroy and oppress the people in this country. And if you wanna look at an example of when that happened, it happened in 1938 in Nazi Germany. There was two uh, peace officers that were killed they were killed because a mob, they say a mob standing up for the rights of someone else in their community, engaged in a fight. And those two officers, Brown Church, were killed. So you, they use that as a reason to go from community to community community to community all over Germany and throwing people in jail and ultimately killing them in concentration camps. That's why the January 6th narrative that they're building on is so important to the radical left and to the people who say that they're not radical left that sit on the right like Liz Cheney. A disgrace. A disgrace of a human who happens to be tied to the other disgrace of our country's time. Another disgrace, I should say, not the only disgrace. And that is Dick Cheney and George Bush use of excessive force and killing millions of Iraqis over the idea of weapons of mass destruction, which were never, ever discovered. What was discovered is hundreds of millions of gold bars that disappeared, oil, cash, none of that was ever recovered and put into any sort of system that allowed for you to, I I don't know, create a holding, give it back to the people, rebuild a nation. No, that never happened. They just killed people with impunity. And keep in mind that the way they treated people in the Middle East, has this has been going on for decades, all the way back to 1996 when they killed over a half a million children in Iraq. And Madeleine Arbright was asked, do you think it was worth it? And she said yes, killing a hundred, or half a million young children in Iraq was definitely worth our, our pound of flesh, what we needed to get out of that country. War's a messy game. And the things that we face in our country are, I mean, it's, cra- it's crazy. But when we get back to the thing that I think is important for us to understand is that use of force, who are, we, who, who are we going after? If there's a use of force, who are we going after? I mean, it's clear that they've stated that former military personnel are now the later, bigger threat, that they should not be issued the ability to own a weapon. The new House passed a law, excuse me, passed a bill That allows for them to get rid of any gun that has a magazine in it. I mean, is that going to only be for AR-15s, or is it going to handle go down all the way to the level of handguns? You already heard Biden talking about getting rid of nine millimeters. Now, at the same time that the radical left is doing what they're doing, and the rhinos that are aligning with them that are really not. Republican, they're not conservatives. They're not. They're not people that care about Americans. They're they're slave owners. They, they they aspire to be a slave owner on this plantation that they've created for all of us. But while they're doing all that, the Supreme Court is coming out very clearly. There was a law that, excuse me, a lawsuit that that was found to be that the EPA had no teeth. That they had no ability, no authority to do the things that they're doing to people in this country. Secondarily, the Supreme Court ruled that people in our community based on the Second Amendment have a right to, to carry an arm, hidden or not hidden. There, there's no unfair advantage that's given by someone that could be under attack, forcing the state of New York to give people concealed carry permits. Even though right now they're defying the laws of the Supreme Court, and they're still to this day not issuing, not issuing people concealed carry weapon permits in their state, as if they can just give the finger to the Supreme Court. And ultimately, what that does is give the, the finger to the Constitution and to the people of this country. They think of you as a slave. A couple of years ago,
4: they didn't even know the difference between a clip and a magazine. And they no, were trying to they still don't. Her. Yeah,
0: They still don't. They, they, they talk with, with such random ambiguity. But it's not just the left that talks with that ambiguity. It's also the people on the right they they make up stories and they convince people based on what i call false knowledge and in this case people get up and say i was i went to school i got my mba i know all about statistics and i would go okay show me what you've done show your work show me what analysis what 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 you used what mathematical formula did you use to come to this conclusion? No. Eli Bremer did zero of that. Zero. Show me what you used. Show your work. And he started, he's, and, and, and guys, I don't care about Eli. I don't care what people say about me. I could care less. But if you're willing to get on the show, and, and I mean, look, I'll give, you a, I'll give you an open mic. You can embarrass me in front of everybody. You're so much smarter than me. So come be smarter than me. Convince all the people that are listening to the broadcast and the people that downstream listen to it that Joe's a fool. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you the mic. But they won't. They won't take the mic. They want, they want to say stuff to the, the, the control group that we talked about that we built. And it was astonishing some of the articles that would come up in people's feeds. And the information that would show up in searches for Google. Or the videos that would show up on YouTube. It was unbelievable what I was seeing. Unbelievable. But show me the work. Sh- show it to me. Sh- show me how we're wrong. How many of you out there would, if you were told you were wrong and you could prove it, you could see it, you just shut up move on? I would shut up and move on. No, no. first thing I would do is I would come on and I would tell you how wrong I am. The first thing I would do is say, look, I have led you astray. I should never have talked to you about that. That's not true. Let me show you what is true. That's what I would do. Because that's what being authentic and actually doing things for others, living a selfless life, living a life of humility. But that's, that's, that's not going to happen because you, you got to dig and you got to look at the facts and what they say. And every single time that you actually get to a point where you're presenting facts, here's what they do. Oh yeah, you're you're a fraud, and and you you wait till the Eric Coomer gets done with you, mother. Let me tell you something. It, do I even look like I'm even remotely uh, scared? Like remotely, the, Mr. Producer, have I woken up any day and shuddered? Ooh. Nope. Have I? I don't think so. No. All I want them to do is show their work. That's it. That's all the. That's all you want, right? Tell me. Tell me it's not what you want. You want to close the borders? Oh, they got on. They, they, they went to a hearing and said the borders. Are, borders are secure. I don't know what you're talking about. And then out of another corner of their mouth, they talk about Washington, D.C. and New York. And, oh, my gosh, we're under attack. And they're, they're taking all the beds in the homeless shelters. And they're taking all of our food. And we're running out of resources. And, uh federal government, federal government, step in and help us.
4: And the wall was too expensive after and we sent $40 billion to Ukraine. So it would have taken about $8 billion to build the wall, just so you know. $40 billion to 8000000000 billion. You're absolutely right. And they sold all the weapons we sent them and the United
0: Nations sent them, so... But and and it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't seem to resonate. It's like a clown world, right? We, we we go through this process, and I try to break it down to a place where everyone can understand it. I just want you to understand what we're dealing with. There's tons of videos out there that are I call it fear porn. Oh my gosh, we're gonna lose food. But but the, the reality of it is is that it's much of what they're saying is I tell you too. guns, food, ammo, supplies, medical supplies, aspirin, antibiotics, iodine, stuff to protect your, you and your family, metal plates. I tell you to go get all of these things, make sure that you stock up on them. And and I've I've joked about the fact that Alex Jones. You guys know who Alex Jones is? InfoWars. <laughs> I, I think most of you know who Alex Jones is. He was, by the way, he is king of being deplatformed. He is king. That guy was deplatformed before deplatform was even a word. And they did it all in the same day. Before anybody else, they deplatformed and said that what he was saying was dangerous. So we were talking about this this morning on our morning call. And I go, you know, I was looking at Alex Jones' stuff that he's come out with over the last five or six years. And it's, it's all come true. Now, I think his delivery sometimes is probably not... It, I don't know how to explain it. It's not... How would you say
4: it? It's not eloquently described. It's not fully articulated. Yeah, it, it doesn't There's, resonate with people in a very firm way.
0: Well, because they have to, they have to use their, They have to understand what he means by words, because he doesn't go back and explain it. He's just full throttle the whole full time, throttle.
4: and he just says whatever he's thinking. And there's a little sliver of a really important truth that is in all of his rants.
0: Hey, Tim just said metal plates. I probably should articulate what I mean by metal plates. Yes. So metal plates. In other words, you're going to want a shield. You know, having guns when people are firing through your drywall with. Um, you're right. Tim let me just let me articulate that so metal plates are things that you would put in front of your wall you'd put in front of your door uh, you buy them at Home Depot they're super cheap big thick metal plates it, it's uh, if you can't buy a shield you got to buy something right to, to stop people when they're shooting at you you if you're shooting at someone there's a good chance they're probably shooting at you back so you got to make sure you protect yourself okay What? Are you trying to talk to me? Other producer?
1: So we have actually uh, a number of the El Paso County candidates who have just filed. Yeah. And they're ready to pop on if you are.
0: We're not going to talk about violence, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're the violent ones. Oh, the violent ones. Hey, is is Eli Bremer in, in that group at all? Oh, that's right. He didn't make it to the primary. He didn't make it. Oh, Eli Bremer didn't make it, so he can't be on this call. Is this a call that we have or is this a video? Video. Oh, let's hear it. Let's get them on here so we can make the radical left's head explode. How are you guys doing? Good
4: job. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. So you dropped off. How many, how many letters did you guys drop off?
5: Uh, we just dropped off six as a group, and uh, we had two go in a little earlier today, so a total of eight in El Paso County. Yep.
0: Awesome, awesome. And what's the timeline, what's next? Now that the letter's been put in there, what, what's the next step for these recounts? 24
1: hours and they give us our monetary uh, Yep. So in
5: the, next, in the next 24 hours, they have to respond to us by the end of the day tomorrow with um, their price estimate. And then within 24 hours after that, one business day, we have to uh, supply our money for escrow uh, for whatever that amount is. And that establishes our standing uh, for the recount as candidates, and then we go from there. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so you, and is this a hand recount, or what are they going to try and do? I, I have a feeling they're going to try and force this to be a a machine recount.
3: First, got to say thank you for all the amazing supporters yes. that contributed yes. to helping yeah. they make sure we do this
5: hand count, uh, yes. and yeah, it is going to be... We're still working. We're still working right? hard on that. Yep, we're we are. They're they're to answer your question specifically, Joe. They're probably going to come back with a machine count offer, um, which in theory works to our benefit to some degree because that'll be less expensive than a hand count. So that's the money we have to come up with. But we have to be prepared for all the options in case the clerk and recorder gets it on the head and actually wants to do what we ask him to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, there will be uh, a
1: legal challenge.
5: There will be a legal challenge to the component to this. So we're thankful for the the assistance we're getting with fundraising. Um, Thank you everyone that's participated in that. We keep it coming, please, uh, so we can be well-established and ready to go when we have to come up with the funds.
1: And I just want to interlude really quick. Um, 36 hours ago, I know for myself, and maybe a lot of us, we didn't think this was going to be possible. But 36 hours ago, we had a legal team jump in with us, we had all of Colorado jump in with us, and you guys, Colorado and Jesus and this legal team have made this possible in the last week we didn't know that El Paso County had a hope until we walked in today and blown our minds we sat around the table today and alone because grassroots has done this Colorado has done this and um, across
5: the across the nation really even yeah we're getting support from all across the all across the country yes
1: so thank well, you. Thank you to everybody. You so guys live streamed well. us last night. Thank you to Frank Speech and yes. Conservative Daily and everybody who has put us on the board to fight for Colorado and to the nation. So thank you.
0: Well what, what do we think we're gonna find? What do we think we're gonna find when we get there? What do you think we're gonna find when we when we, when we get into the to, to looking at the the counts?
5: If if we if we get the hand count that we're all requesting and asking for, I think we're gonna see um, probably the majority of the elections in Colorado are going to have to be overturned. There's going to have to be a statewide recount for everything. Um, there, it's just statistically impossible what happened. So, uh, how many of us actually end up back on the ballot will be interesting, but I think we will guaranteed find, uh, that there was mouth on at a minimum. Death certificate for the Dominion
0: Machines. Woo! There we go. There yeah, go. We, we would love to see the death certificate for the Dominion machines and mail in ballots holistically. Um, Mr. Winnie, it looks like you just got back from the gym back there. What are you what are you doing? You, you look like you just like knocked out a little weights.
5: Nope, that that he he was telling us earlier that was his uh, his 30-year-old lucky shirt. So that was the one he had to go with today.
0: All right, well, hot dog. Hey, listen, I tell you what, I'm going to say a prayer to, at the end of this, I'm going to say a prayer for all of you. Actually, you know, we're just about out of time, so I think that I'm just going to go ahead and pray for all of you and pray for our listeners, and, and uh, if you guys can stay on, we'll, we'll go ahead and pray now, because we're just be about out of time. Father God, thank you for the amazing spirits and the amazing leadership that these men and women who are running for office to serve their community have shown thank you for their courage thank you for their stamina thank you for despite the attacks that come from the rhinos and the radical leftists and the media that's been weaponized against them they stand firm in making sure that they can stand up for the people that they represent father please please bless their efforts i would ask you to to stand in the way of the radical left and the people that would do harm that have stolen these elections for many years and that you would let a light be, sho- be shown on all the fraud that we've experienced across not just El Paso County but across Colorado and across our country. Father, please guard their minds and their hearts and their families. Put a hedge of protection around them. Make sure that no radical elements or evil can do harm to them. Please bless their health. And please give them the strength to continue to stand in the gap and fight. Father, thank you for the many m- men and women across our country across our states who have stood up that are that are using their voice thank you father for those people that are that are that are that are using that voice to become an ambassador of truth father i would just ask you to guard their hearts specifically and to give them peace that they may not push themselves to do anything radical that they may align themselves and get in the gap with others and they may they may join the fight in order to restore accountability restore ethics and morals to our society father please 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 give us the strength to overcome this give us the tools to fight for you father we know the faith without works is dead and i would just ask you to help us to recruit and enroll other people to do the hard work that's necessary in order for us to take back our country Father, we say all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
5: Amen. Thank you, Joe. Thank Thank you, Joe. And shameless plug, before we go, if we can, coloradorecount.com to help support the candidates or to volunteer uh, in the effort.
1: And if I might say, where we find fraud in El Paso, we find fraud in Colorado, we find fraud nationwide. This is all national security. Where we go, one, Legal.
0: That's awesome. God bless you guys.
5: <laughs> MCS- bless you. W- bless you, Joe. Thank you. Nothing right. can stop what is coming.
0: I agree. All right. Well, that's it. We're at the end of the show. I want you guys to know that uh, you know we're we're not losing that that thirty percent that thinks that we have to draw arms. I would just I would just caution you that before we do anything. Before we get to that place where we force ourselves upon, and that's happened in our history in the United States, and it happened in Germany. it's because we waited too long. I don't believe we waited too long here. But we have to act and stand together and act, and we have to stop thinking that we have some easy button. There's no easy button. We, We don't have an easy button. It took us years to get here. We didn't plow our field. We didn't pull our weeds. We didn't knock down the trees. We didn't do things necessary in order to make sure that we could cultivate good fruit from our land. We didn't do those things. So if you think it's gonna be easy, it's not. It's gonna take an immense amount of work to get rid of these whiny little you-know-whats on the right that are really leftists, and it's gonna take just as much work to make sure we push the depths of hell back to hell and outside of our communities, outside of our country. And there's other people in other countries that are doing it in their place, and we must stand and be an example for others. Let's do a couple things. One, pray, two, stand up, commit to fight, and commit to be in the fight. And number three, love on your family and make a commitment to what they do to one of us, they do to all of us. That's the ethos we have to stand by. God bless you, and I will see you tomorrow.
1: If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey.